0: It's been six weeks since Russia invaded Ukraine, and while the East and West narratives clash, the death toll and destruction keep rising every day. Is there any hope for Kiev and Moscow to achieve peace? We will find out as the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, talks to Al Jazeera. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. If we start from um, the rocket strike in Kramatorsk train station today that killed uh, 40 people, the last count I heard was 39, what is your reaction to that?
1: Well, the Russian soldiers who shelled the railroad uh, station clearly understood that there are civilians. We know there are no um, soldiers over there. We uh, couldn't say that there were any soldiers there or any military units close to there, and uh, we clearly understood that they, what they are doing. Who are they killing? They're killing ordinary citizens, adults, and children. You've seen photos. And there's video already. This is yet another evidence uh, in support to the fact that Russia is shooting and is destroying civilian. It's not about intimidation. They've shelled Kramatorsk. This is one of the heroic cities since 2014. Uh, we fought for the Kramatorsk and the citizens of Kramatorsk and the whole country fought for Kramatorsk we remember what was the defense of uh, the Kramatorsk Airport since the beginning of the war and that happened before the uh, large-scale invasion that was a peaceful city and since uh, my election as the president I've been there for many times and uh, what I can tell you is that uh, something around 40 People were already identified as uh, killed, and a couple of hundreds were wounded. Still the search and rescue operation continues, and unfortunately, uh, what we can say is that Russia is uh, destroying the civilian population of Ukraine. I understand
0: when this happened, um, an evacuation was on the way. How difficult is it to evacuate civilians when uh, such things are
1: happening? The air raid warning was received from the governor and for the uh, local authorities. So they were signaling and saying that Russia is preparing for rockets and missile launches. They were also preparing for a large-scale invasion on that part of the Donbass, which is under control of the Ukrainian authorities, which is not under temporary occupation. So the local authorities have told that we will be helping people to evacuate and they've also called upon uh, the citizens of Ukraine saying that if you have your own transport, you can evacuate because there are significant risks of shelling and bombing and we know that Russia is counting on large-scale invasion despite the fact that they're saying that they're not shooting at civilian population uh, usually as a rule. Whenever uh, any political leader of Russia is saying that they're not uh, shooting at the civilians. They are either telling that to different mass media, I think that at that moment, the population should be preparing themselves. And the minister of foreign affairs, Lavrov, uh, said, uh, f- while addressing Ukraine, Ukrainian authorities and Ukrainian population, he said that there were constant uh, falsifications that Russia is not fighting, and uh, not shelling the civilian operation, that they continue their special military operation, as he called it, and uh, i'd say that uh, we started to to respond to that in a in a fairly professional way so we've offered uh the people of donbass I- if you want if if you feel we will be supporting if you're not willing to uh remain there uh you are maybe evacuating so we've seen what happened there were some uh shellings made and the russian authorities and the just get, uh, made additional lie. Have you been able to evacuate people from
0: Mariupol? Because we know the humanitarian humanitarian situation is pretty bad there and it has been for a long time now, a few weeks since the start of the war.
1: Well, since the very... Beginning of the war uh, there were a lot of risks uh, to a number of cities and Mariupol was one of those cities and uh, Since the beginning of the war uh, The whole city was blocked and then all the routes uh, Escape routes were blocked as well from from that city from the city of Mariupol And as you perfectly know, they did not allow anyone I'm not talking about military anyone uh, anyone from a civilian population to receive food water and medicine. I'm, I'm not talking about any Human support and assistance. I'm not talking about the uh, not allowing members of ICRC to go to uh, the Mariupol nurses doctors We will send the representatives of uh, Ukrainian churches uh, to Mariupol and they were not allowed to enter So everything was blocked We've sent convoys who were absolutely empty, without any civilians, so they, they've shelled all those convoys. They've allowed to have civilians leave the city, uh, civilians using any transport they had. Our military, they're not ready and willing to uh, leave away or leave behind those wounded comrades they have, uh, or, or the civilians. We're all, we're all living persons, we all understand that if if your fellow soldier has died, I mean, you cannot simply abandon his body uh, like a bag of potatoes uh, uh, somewhere uh, by the road, let him root. They say the fighting in the middle of the
0: city, if the city is, um, is finished, and now uh, that has moved to the port. They have asked the uh, Ukrainian soldiers to surrender. Do you think they're close to controlling the whole of Mariupol?
1: Out of of 500,000 population of Mariupol, something like 400,000 has uh, either evacuated or killed. Now the population is around around 100,000, and there's bodies of people all around the streets. So speaking about capturing, I mean, they were killing, they were entering uh, apartments, they were blowing. Yes, they've all occupy this oh, city, and uh, I, I don't have any sentiments with uh, regards to them. They've occupied this city. They want to capture the city, but for them, capturing the city would mean uh, our, our forces surrendering the, um, our weapons. That would mean for them capturing the city. But today we are where we are. Our soldiers are fighting until uh, the very end. Bullets, and they're not willing to surrender. So that's the situation as it is for now. They accuse you of uh, preventing civilians of using
0: uh, humanitarian corridors leading to Russia. What do you have to say about that?
1: It's <laughs> well this is not true this is just another lie this is the selection of uh, the ordinary citizens just like a choice that is made by the military there or uh, c- can evacuate I mean this is the choice made by our military I'm not God uh, uh, I'm not to to do to tell them what to do with their life they're just not willing to uh, leave all uh, their fellow soldiers and I uh, personally perfectly understand them Uh, uh, if they are willing to uh, well to withdraw to retreat, they have this right and uh, they can do that. And uh, These corridors, our corridors are open for that, but they're not willing to uh, go uh, both as military or as civilians uh, to the territory of uh, Russia. Thousands of people went there. There's part of the city, you have to know the city, like part of the citizens went uh, to Russia, but where are those people? And people, some are asking where are those uh, children? Uh, some would say that over 2,000 of children are missing. We don't know where they are. Then we got some information that part of the people were captured by Russians, and uh, uh, some uh, were taking the uh, Ukrainian passport, and instead they were given with Russian passports. So that is what's happening. The people are n- simply not willing to go towards Russian Federation. They're forced to go. It's either they're going there or Russians will kill them. So I understand when someone is going there uh, in the direction of Russia, but what is happening to them afterwards? What is your assessment of the war situation at
0: at the moment?
1: Well, I think we can see that this is not the end of the war and a lot of people have their raised uh, mood. They are happy because some of the um, Ukrainian regions are being liberated, but I don't think it's uh, a high time for saying things like that because a lot of uh, settlements and all regions are being um, occupied and a lot of people are being killed by the Russian soldiers. And I can see that we've uh, repelled uh, some of their attacks. They failed to take the capital city of Kiev and some other uh, important cities like Dnipro, Odessa. Kharkiv. In Kharkiv the situation is uh, far more complicated than uh, the situation very complicated in the south and of course the most complicated is in the east. For them it's important to control Mariupol. They are willing to destroy all of the soldiers in Mariupol. Then they would proceed uh, to the east in order to try and surround uh, a significant number of uh, Ukrainian soldiers in or to destroy all of that. The Russian troops
0: did withdraw from Kiev, around Kiev, Chernihiv. Do you think the capital city is still under threat?
1: It's hard to say. If uh, our forces in Donbas won't be able to hold their positions, then the risk of uh, the repeated offensive against Kiev and the Kiev oblast is probable.
0: Would you say the negotiations are moving forward?
1: I wouldn't say. It's not a standstill, and the negotiations, they're continuing. But at the same time, there are um, slowed down, and uh, I don't see any actual results of the negotiations as of now. Has your position changed after what we've seen
0: in Butcher?
1: I believe that, uh, me, as the leader of the nation, I need to do everything possible to stop the war. Negotiations is uh, uh, the only way to stop the bloodshed, if not the only way. And it's the diplomatic path for stopping the wars. A video has emerged
0: uh, in which Ukrainian soldiers seem to be executing uh, Russian soldiers in the woods. So the Russians are saying also Ukrainians uh, are committing war crimes. What what do you have to say about this particular video, and are you investigating this? What what can you
1: tell us about this? It's hard for me to comment on any uh, specific video. We are all adequate people. First of all, uh, any videos, any cases like that, it's either we can hear something or it's either something has been demonstrated to us since the beginning of 2014. And uh, on a time-to-time uh, basis, Russia was uh, committing those informational attacks against uh, Ukraine in order to justify them, their reactions to Russian population. I'm not going to uh, talk in specifically on this or that occasion. Our soldiers, particularly the armed forces of Ukraine, there's, they don't have uh, any reason or, or any sense to behave in that manner towards Russian soldiers. Russia wants the security council to
0: meet and discuss this, uh, something that uh, uh, the UK um, has
1: refused. Do you support such meetings? Look, I'm not afraid of any sessions of the UN Security Council. I just believe that Russia has no right to dictate anything to anyone and organize anything. They might start discussing or something else, but without the ultimatums, without conditions, without accusations, and only in that case when Russia will withdraw their uh, forces uh, from our territory. They can go and return to their territory, and then, as uh, any other person in the civilized world. They can go to UN Security Council or the International Criminal Court or to the international um, other institutions with requests, with appeals, with proposals. You can't just, you know, stand there and uh, uh, occupy uh, the uh, land of another territory and then dictate conditions. This is impossible. That's why they were refused. They were not refused because of this or that condition. The uh, UK was absolutely right to, uh, re- uh, to reject them. Not because they're friends. They would support any country who would be facing similar situation because they understand what the law is, what the international law, what the sovereignty Um,
0: They want you to be neutral. They want the Ukraine to be a neutral state. You uh, agree with that, but what is your understanding of that neutrality? What are you willing to accept as a solution
1: for this whole uh, conflict and war? Well, first of all, we always wanted to have security guarantees, some specific um, agreements and some specific security guarantors. These are the countries that would be able to guarantee some specific cases under specific conditions and circumstances all the citizens of ukraine would like to have those security guarantees russia has imposed an ultimatum then it withdrew from an ultimatum when it failed to capture Ky- kiev in three days well if russia would be able to occupy kiev we wouldn't be talking about the neutrality or non-block status we would be talking about different things But we want some specific security guarantees who would assist us in how, if there would be an invasion. And there could be even another approach. There would be something, some specific agreements that will make sure that Russia will clearly not want to violate our sovereignty and territorial integrity. Do you regret giving up
0: your nuclear capabilities according to the Budapest
1: Memorandum. Yes, yes, I regret. All those countries with the nuclear weapons, now they're not being captured. So if Ukraine uh, gave up, these weapons, they should have specific guarantees from a specific country. That should be a a very specific legal agreement with very specific uh, provisions on liability for violating this or that agreement. I mean, in our case, that was the Budapest Memorandum. How could you give up the weapons in in such a way without signing any serious document, just Making a big present for what? What we have received, what Ukraine has received. We have received a war. And this is one of the reasons we have become weaker. We have weakened our status, our defense. We have weakened our population. This is what we have given away. We have given away the life of those people who died. WILL YOU SEEK TO HAVE SUCH WEAPONS IN THE FUTURE? No, I'm confident we're not going to uh, be able to to, to seek these uh, weapons. That's not our methods. That's not something on our mind. You said you needed guarantees. Now,
0: are there any uh, country uh, that has agreed to act as a guarantor? And if the answer is yes, then what, what sort of guarantee? Meaning, if Russia attacks Ukraine after any possible agreement. Does that mean that this guarantor will
1: militarily intervene? Well, uh, there are many countries who would be, uh, who are willing to uh, support Ukraine, who are willing to become security guarantors for Ukraine, both today and future. I cannot give you uh, any more details until we have reached an agreement, but I can give you the list of the potential security guarantors. These are UK, Poland. The United States, these are uh, the countries who are willing to be there. Then Turkey, Italy, then I think that this agreement uh, would be impossible without Russian Federation. So that's, that's another story, really. Then I know that Ireland, wanted and some other countries wanted to consider becoming security guarantors we will also ask for china france and germany they also are aware of uh, this situation and uh, so far they are showing some sort of respect and support but uh, In addition to support and assistance, we need to have very detailed negotiations in order to understand which country is ready to provide provide which specific support and assistance and guarantees.
0: You've always said that you wanted to uh, meet President Vladimir Putin. If he was listening to you, what would you like to say to, to him, to the Russian
1: President? I'm ready to have this meeting, Uh, As for the possible topics for our conversation. Well, definitely not about the weather, because we don't have a a positive climate in our negotiations. This uh, situation in Bucha and in many other cities have put an end in that. Uh, There should be a pragmatic discussion with uh, some results that should be reached. Uh, uh, What Ukraine really wants, Russia is not willing to give. All that Russia wants, we have already proven that we're not uh, ready to give up. So what we would be discussing, we would be discussing the war When we would put an end to this war, under which conditions, when they will withdraw their forces from our territory, uh, the issue of Crimea, the issue of Donbas, we would like to return our territories, and they're not considering these territories as part of Ukraine. They believe uh, these are independent territories or these are Russian territories. So, in these territories, and these negotiations, this is where we will be debating about, this is what we're going to discuss about.
0: If you allow me to end with this personal question, you are uh, an artist, an actor, you're not a military general. Now, this is a war, and you have seen so many difficult things, bodies in the streets of Butcher. You are the leader of this country. It's tough for everybody. How do you, as a human being, emotionally, deal with all
1: of this? As a living person, I I feel pain. Uh, In certain cases, you just get used to to that. And uh, to a certain degree, it's a pity that I'm getting used to things like that that I look at certain things uh, that um, I think not a single person would have been imagining that they would be looking at. I think it's the question of about who you are, and it's not related uh, with the profession that you've deed or what you'll be doing in the future. This question of who you are It's about different. It's uh, Whether you feel yourself as the citizen of this country, whether you feel yourself as a person with dignity, whether you're able to um, let yourself run away when somebody is uh, leaving behind, whether you have to defend your own land despite how big is it, whether you should assist when a child is asking for help, uh, even if there is a threat. So it's a question of who you are. Uh, profession is about different things. It's, it's a profession of becoming or and being the citizen of uh, our country. That's the most important profession. And today, thanks to this profession, thanks to the fact that many people in Ukraine are true citizens of Ukraine, Many people are stopping Ukraine because of feeling themselves as the true
0: citizens of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, thank you for talking to Al Jazeera. Thank you so much.